In December 2021, Katrina Kaif broke millions of hearts and married Bo Vicky Kaushal at a private ceremony in a heritage hotel in Rajasthan. Fashion watchers waited with bated breath, wondering what freshness could the couple bring to the rather saturated market of celebrity weddings. A few days later when the photographs were finally published, no one was surprised to learn that Bollywood's favorite Sabyasachi had designed their clothes. Among all the glamorous looks that took internet by storm, one item in particular caught my attention. Vicky Kaushal's bandhi jacket from his mehndi ceremony. Vicky Kaushal wears an embroidered raw silk bandgala jacket with coromandel chintz prints. Read the post on the designer's social media page. Textile Tales of India, a Pod One production. Hello. My name is Preetha and you are listening to Textile Tales of India, a series that explores the hidden history of Indian textiles. In this episode, I tell the tale of the Indian chintz, an ancient Indian block printing method that was reinvented for the western market. What is chintz and why is it called coromandel? Much before the Europeans arrived in India from as early as the 5th century CE a specially painted cotton fabric was made in India In the beginning it was sold in the domestic market like Golconda kingdom then it was exported to southeast asia being particularly popular in the thai court Gradually Europeans arrived in the subcontinent and with luxurious silk and diaphanous muslin this fabric found a veritable market in the west the portuguese were the first europeans to trade with this textile and named it pintado meaning spotted the british initially labeled them as che goods after the red dye used in the textile east india company document from the 17th century is the first recorded evidence of the usage of the word chintz It is believed to have been a corruption of the Hindi word cheat meaning to spray. It is unclear why the Portuguese and the British perceived it as a spotted or sprayed print. Perhaps they were unable to comprehend the complex process of its manufacture or they may have preferred a word that uses oriental exotica. Chintz is technically defined as hand-drawn modern and resist-dyed cotton fabric from India. In simple Indian terms, it is the original kalamkari before corners were cut and machines started screen printing in bulk. Though it was made in multiple centers across India, including Sironj and Burhanpur of present state of Madhya Pradesh, it was the Coromandel coast in southeast India that made the finest varieties. This was in part due to the abundance of che plant in the delta of Krishna river from which vibrant red dye was extracted. The flowing water of the region used for rinsing the dyed fabrics rich in calcium from decomposing seashells produced a brilliant and colorfast red by fixing the dye. Cotton and indigo cultivation in nearby areas ensured easy availability of raw materials. Another important factor in the success of Coromandel chintz was the presence of a thriving port in Masulipatnam 
now called Machilipatnam in Andhra Pradesh. It was the prime port of the Golconda dynasty and later extensively explored by the Dutch, Portuguese, French and the British. East India Company had in fact established its first Indian factory in 1611 in Masulipatnam, which remained operational till 1814. The process of making coromandel chins was long and complicated. At first, high-quality cotton grown in other parts of the Deccan was brought from north of Hyderabad in bullock carts by Banjara traders. This was partially bleached and steeped in a solution of water, myrobalan and buffalo milk. This was the canvas on which the designs would be painted. To prepare it properly, it had to be smoothened after drying by beating with wooden mallets. The outline of the designs was then marked with charcoal. Bamboo pens or columns were used for painting with natural dyes. Areas planned to be dyed in red were filled with alum mordant and iron for black. This was just the beginning. Next, the cloth was boiled in a solution of che roots followed by multiple steps of washing and bleaching with cow or goat tongue. It was then steeped again in the solution of myrobalan and buffalo milk. After drying, another round of painting commenced. White areas were first covered with wax, similar to the process of batik painting. Red areas were again painted with the bamboo column dipped in alum mordant. The cloth was next immersed in a vat filled with hot solution of red dye from chair roots. Following this, it was bathed in dung once more and rinsed repeatedly over four days. All these steps finally fixed red dye to the fabric, but the other colours still remained. To impart blue, the cloth was covered in beeswax, except the areas intended for blue on which indigo dye was used. Green is understood to have been achieved by overpainting myrobalan with indigo. The final step of the process was preparing the dyed cloth by starching, beetling and polishing with seashells. Chins was supremely well received in the West. Its trade brought significant wealth to the European companies and their Indian dealers. Initially used for making home furnishings, it subsequently caught attention of fashionistas. To the chagrin of the Puritans, Chin's clothes were much in vogue among trendsetters of the 17th and 18th centuries. As its usage in Europe intensified, European aesthetic sensibilities influenced its design vocabulary. As per demands of the Western customer, floral prints on white background were increasingly being made, a style that still dominates Chin's patterns. Acclaimed textile historian and senior curator of the Victoria and Albert Museum in London, Rosemary Krill, who has extensively researched the subject, has aptly named her book Chins, Indian Textiles for the West. The Victoria and Albert Museum has an enormous number of exclusive chins items in its repository. Another museum known for its chins collection is the Royal Ontario Museum in Toronto. Its senior curator Sarah Fee has also authored a book on chins called Cloth That Changed the World. The Art and Fashion of Indian Chins The historic popularity of chins is evident from the exhibits at museums and manor houses across Europe. No other textile from India perhaps has such an overwhelming presence both in home furnishings and costume sections. In the next episode of Textile Tales of India, 
I will be unpicking the details of Chin's trade from Coromandel Coast to the West and tracing its fortuitous rise in popularity among the elite circles of Europe.